everybody. Welcome back to Revolutionary Health, the show that focuses on Black gay men's health and wellness. I'm Michael Ward. Make sure you check us out on all our social media, at The Counter Narrative, Facebook and Instagram, at Building Desire on Twitter. Like, subscribe, follow to make sure you don't miss any of these exciting videos that we have for you. Uh, as well, this episode, I've got joining us Kevin Tarver, I've got Dennis Hardy, and I've got Marvin Anderson as well here with us. So we're going to be talking today, um, as, as Kevin posed to us, about as Black men, you know, Black same-gender-loving men, how do we continue to work with the community at times when we don't feel at our best? And so it's, it's, it's really going to go there, and I think that this is a very important conversation um, for us all to have and to be vulnerable and be open to the not so pretty sides of ourselves, the sides that go unseen a lot of times um, when we come to do this. I'll start specifically um, with just introducing you all and then going to um, to the questions and what we've got. So, um, Kevin, I just want to start with you uh, here. Um, just let us know right now where you are in the world and with COVID-19. How are you? I'm here. Um, I'm currently in Birmingham, Alabama. I am doing my best to continue to practice uh, social distancing, uh, being that I am a type 2 diabetic. Uh, I like to be transparent about myself, so I'm a type 2 diabetic, and I'm very mindful of making sure that my health is the number one priority, not just my physical health, but my mental health, which has been a thing, I think, for all of us, but, but I know for me. And so, yeah, right now I'm in my car because Honestly, I know it's hot as fuck, but it's like one of the safest places that I can fully be myself to have this conversation. So I'm in my car right now. I'm at home, but I'm in my car. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, Dennis? Uh, I'm well. Um, you know, trying to make sense of everything that's going on in the world. Um, yeah, that's it. Marvin? I'm good. Um, you know, I'm good now. Um, so um, this whole COVID process and then now where we're at in regards to um, racial justice or injustices that we're having to stand up and rise against, um, I am better. Um, so um, much like Kevin, I can identify with the whole mental and um, emotional breakdown that I experienced <laughs> for COVID and then again with this whole racial injustice. And so just being very mindful of self-care like in the realest way. And so with that, you know, I'm better. Yeah, but I'm, I'm in a good place right now. Thanks for asking. How about you, Michael? Yeah, just, just like everyone right now in the world, I am trying to make sense out of things that don't make sense right now while realizing that I'm literally adjusting my entire life. I'm now working from home. I've got multiple projects that I'm doing outside of home. I'm still maintaining friendships. I'm trying to maintain a relationship. Um, so it's, it's just definitely a lot right now. And at times I'm tired, um, but I'm reminded as well at times when I do get tired that the work that we are doing is very important, is very necessary. And for a lot of the people that know us individually outside of what we do within the CNP tribe and revolutionary health, that, you know, we really do change lives, you know, outside of what we do. So I'm, I'm reminded of that. And that kind of helps me. But like Kevin brought to me and as well brought to uh, the counter narrative, how do we continue working with 
black gay men at times when we don't feel our best, when we're broken, when we're hurt, when we're betrayed, when we feel ashamed, you know, when we're sick, all of those things, when this is something that we love to do and we know that it's a, it, we're change agents. Um, so I just kind of want to say for myself, I'm like I say, I'm reminded by the work that we're doing, but there are times where I have to take breaks. I've got to rest and recharge. Um, I've got to lean into my therapist and I've got to just make sure as well with my own trauma and my own hurt that I recognize it, um, that I see it, that I acknowledge it, and I actively work through it. Um, and there is no easy answer. I don't know if we'll, I don't know if we'll have all the answers to this episode, but I think this is the start of a great conversation that hopefully everyone that's listening or watching can take back can ask themselves and can as well take back to, you know, the groups that they work with or their friend groups um, here as well. So I just want to start with you, Kevin, since you, you you and I have had these conversations outside of this show. This isn't a, a first time conversation with us. Um, kind of how are you feeling in, in, uh, in bringing this to us and kind of where are you at that place right now of still continuing the work that you do? Yeah. I'm all over the place as far as sorting through feelings. I remember uh, calling Charles and just asking him, like, when, when was it? When, when was it just when it came to work? When was it like, no, this isn't it. I'm not feeling heard here, or in just in spaces where you are doing the work to amplify the narratives of just black folk, black gay folk, black just doing the work to be the person that you want to be for yourself, but also because you just ultimately want to do good things and see us good and push through that. I just remember it's like, how do we continue to love those who hurt us? That was just basically the question. How do we continue to love people that hurt us in way, and especially when you take the time and we do our best, Sometimes we're not the strongest communicators, but we do our best to communicate what hurts us. Um, and I'm still coming up empty myself. It, this has been a question I've been asking myself since I asked Charles that question. And since I asked Charles that question, it's been a thing where I, I felt the desire to not only practice social distancing, but emotional distancing in order for me to make sure that my feelings were not caught up in just the overall reactivity based on everything going on with COVID-19 and just other things. This was prior to even George Floyd's murder. It's just all these things were happening. It's like, why do we continue to do these things and be hurt by these folks and we are actually still loving us at the same time? Like, yeah, labor of love, but damn it, it's some labor. And I can say this 100% my life has been a thing of, I just want to love and just create safe and brave spaces. Legit. And through that, I have taken bullets, arrows, knives, cut down by people, friends, and all these things. And I'm like, I'm not understanding what's going on here. Then once I start getting therapy and leaning and just understanding that, hey, I'm just highly sensitive. But I'm black. I can't be sensitive. Mm. We have the highest pain tolerance and all this bullshit. All my life growing up, it was like, of course, we're told we cannot feel these. We can't do this, but I feel shit. And I've been working against the tide all my life. 
to make sure that I can communicate my feelings in a way that translates and makes make sense to everybody else. But then when it gets to that point of being by myself, where it's like, I really just don't feel like translating. I don't feel like sending links and things to explain being highly sensitive, be, uh, uh, having, you know, mental PTSD, trauma and all this stuff like that, being as trauma-informed as I can be. And it's like, I still don't feel understood. I don't feel heard. I still feel like folks come, come at me at bad time. And when it's like, because it's like, nobody wants to hear, I had a mental breakdown. Nobody wants to hear all the heaviness because it's so fucking heavy. Well, well, you know what? Things are heavy right now. And I think we could appreciate that realness and standing in authenticity. Everything is not going to be joy. We want to find it. We search for it. We create joyful things. But damn it, it's hard. That's the honest to God truth. It's, it's been the point. I've thought about things I've created, things I've done, all these things. I'm like, this, why do I still feel exhausted? Why have not I felt like I could just sit and just be like, oh, fine, I can, like, breathe without feeling like the next person that's, like, my friend, next person I give high fives to, next person I affirm, will this person come around and find a reason to be like, oh, well, I'm uncomfortable with your feelings, so I don't think we want you around anymore. It's a pattern that I'm tired of. And so I've just been sitting back just observing other people's patterns to real to see if I've contributed to this pattern or in, in any kind of way, or if like, if none of this shit ain't got nothing to do with me, like I just remove myself and it's like, I don't need to remove myself or isolate myself from anything. But sometimes when doing this work, it is so hard to stay in it. No matter what kind of work it is, as long as it's black folks showing, hey, I'm showing up for us, it's difficult. It's difficult. And I I echo the same sentiment that it that it is difficult at times for us to to work with the especially specifically black black gay men at times is what is what we want to bring to this conversation. Um, so I thank you I thank you for sharing your heart for sharing that with me and I I don't take it for granted at all I don't and I and I want as well for for you as you said to to feel safe and vulnerable I appreciate it so much uh, Marvin I just want to pose the same question uh, to you. Yeah. Um, wow. I, I feel you, Kevin. I feel you. And um, I embrace this moment um, with you. Um, so, yeah. You know, uh, Michael, I, I moved to another city um, a few years ago. And when I moved to the city, you know, it's actually um, at the beginning of me working in this field, like on more of a regional, national level. And I didn't know anyone in the city. Um, and they invited me, and someone invited me, said, yeah, you can come and hang out with us. And I remember going there and um, I showed up as myself. That's all I could do is show up as myself. And so when I showed up as myself, like we're talking, there was conversation going on, like midway during the conversation, there's laughing, blah, blah, blah. And an individual stopped, a gay man, and looked at me and said, wait, hold up. You're not in yet. And like I'm not in yet, and I was like, well, I don't, I, I don't do auditions. Number one, and number two, I don't show up to perform. So what do you mean I'm not in yet? Um, and and it was in, you know, in its moments like that, um, that I have felt like, um, I felt like, uh, I felt like I wasn't enough. 
Um, I've been in a situation where I felt like I wasn't gay enough. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you know, it, you know, if you don't, if if you don't say girl and bitch and all this kind of stuff, you know, if you don't agree with that, then you know you ain't in. And just a whole lot of other variables that you have to do. And I remember um, talking to Roscoe Boyd one time, I think we were at a USC conference, and I was having this very conversation. So I'm so happy to be a part of this conversation. And I was talking to him, and he said, "Well, Marvin, you know." You know, you don't get to be a part of community unless you commune. You know, the root word for community is commune. I was like, what do you mean? He was like, well, sometimes you got to play by the rules. And, you know, like, but so, so just impact like all of that. And, and partially, I think he was right um, with connecting with community, because I think sometimes when you show up in a space, like you show up as your full self, but then like you're kind of standing back trying to scope out what's happening then like all the kids who's been here, especially in this work, trying to like where he come from, we don't know him, who's co-signing for him and all this kind of stuff. Um, but for me, I think being able to embrace differences and being able to identify what's my stuff and what's not my stuff. And mm-hmm. I've been very intentional about that over the years because I've had some stuff that I've had to work through that have put a barrier up to me being able to connect and work well um, with community, and then I've had to realize that no, that ain't me, dog. That's not my stuff. That's yours, and you got to process through that. But while you're processing through that, I'm gonna love you, but from over here, and I'm gonna be cordial, and uh, I'm gonna be nice to you, but I'm gonna love you from over here, um, and take a full responsibility and accountability for myself. And I think that's a good starting point. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you, Dennis. Um. For me, you, you know, I'm new to this space, only a few months into it, um, and it has been difficult. It, it, has, it has been difficult for me. I'm not going to lie to you and say, you know, there's been times where I've cried with um, Johnny, who's, you know, such an important part of counter narrative, you know, where I sat there and I cried because I'm like, these bitches are trying me. <laughs> mm. And, um, but it's all... It, but there's a few things that, that that's kind of helped me. Um, you know, having people to lean on, like our executive, and I never say this about any job I work. I'm never like, oh, you know, I don't believe in like that, you know, the hierarchy of emotions where like all our emotions get directed up towards the boss and we love the boss just because that's the boss and he pays up. Like, I don't never say that shit. So what I'm saying it now, it's like, because I really appreciate the people I work for and people I work with, because they are people I can lean on and people who, who will have my back. Um, but doing, but doing this work and being new to it has really challenged me to grow as well because there has been tactics I have used in my life to navigate black gay spaces. You know, I could come, I could come into a space, betrayed, be the doll, and like I can work, I can, I can work that room, you know, get wherever space I need to get into and do it. But it came at a cost. You know, being trade, you're not really supposed to talk, and if you do talk, you're supposed to reaffirm like the respectability politics that are happening in black and black gay spaces. Um, but I'm like, no, <laughs> like, like now mm. I'm like, you know, these are my thoughts. They're not sex positive. They're sex radical. They're, they're, you know, they're not rigid leftist ideas. You know, they're, they're more fluid than that. Um, mm-hmm. and, and things happen. And, um, it, it, it's forced, it's forced me to lean, to lean into growing in that way and to, to be okay with, um, navigating spaces in a different way. It, it's, but it's been hard. It's, it, 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 is, it is hard. It is hard as shit. 
when you have to find new weapons, when you have to when you have to lean on other things, and uh, when when you know there's an easier when you know there's an easier way, but you but you just don't mm-hmm. do it. Um, I'm not I'm not gonna lie to you and be like so you know sometimes I'll be like these like I hate y'all mm-hmm. <laughs> I hate y'all so much, but sometimes you have to do the work and be okay with people showing up later. Somebody told me that. Um, mm. And yeah, and, ju- and just doing that. Yeah, and thank you as well. I think that's that's a that's a tough question to pose, but I think sometimes we have to we have to go inside of ourselves and answer that question because, as you all three have said, there are moments. St- even still, for me, within being new to the space and and new to uh, a revolutionary health, you know of getting met with some not so good comments of getting people saying that, you know, maybe it should have went this way or maybe I should have done this on the show. And I always wonder sometimes about ways that we connect as Black gay men. And a lot of, like Marvin said, is, you know, when you enter into a space the first time, I've encountered some of the cattiness. I've encountered some of the shade and the reading and the, what, what do you do? You know, it's like, I am not, I am not the work, you know, I'm Michael Ward first, and this is something that I do. And I, I get pissed off a lot of times because in Atlanta, I moved, I moved to Atlanta because it's the black gay Mecca, right? It's the brochure, the brochure that we get about, you know, this is the safe space for a lot of black gay men here, you know, and I moved from Jacksonville, Florida, where there wasn't a lot of community. So a lot of my initial thing too was finding community here in Atlanta. And I admit a lot of it was, what do you do? How much money do you make? Who do you know? What are the connections in the shade and the reading? So I just want to say as well to us, when it comes to our culture and our, and just some of the things that we encounter as Black gay men with reading, is do you think that reading is shameful? Is it helpful to us? Is it a defense mechanism that a lot of us hold up or a way that we attempt to connect with other Black gay men? So I'll, I'll go back to you as well, Kevin. This is hard, honestly. Um, and it's background noise and stuff. But um, like I said, I don't know how to have this conversation for real because I'm still trying to figure out what the fuck happened, but also understand that I kind of get what may have happened. So I was I was part of a space. I was part of a um, podcast. Um, that I was very proud of. I was part of a group. Uh, I feel like I found the brave space to be myself around other <laughs> black people, like black folk within the community, you know, black men or, you know, and with everything going on, I, uh, <laughs> I still am trying to figure that out. News is that I'm not part of that podcast anymore. More power to that podcast and all the things. I remember when I got the call, <laughs> I, uh, and I'm laughing through my pain, basically. Um, I was coming back from the grocery store because my mom needed groceries, and that is anxiety-inducing enough to go to a grocery store nowadays. Um, I, stand the, I stand in the fact that I missed the meeting, but there have been times where other members of the group have either been late for meetings and all that, neither here nor there, because I'm like, Come as you are. I'm gonna love you through it, but that's me. 
folks can debate that, whatever they want to say, that is facts. I know that. Um, so when I get home, mind you, weeks prior, I had a mental breakdown. Well, on top of having a mental breakdown, I was also trying to figure out work during this whole thing because I did not feel heard that I can actually do my job from home. So it's like a succession of things where it's like all these things are happening. And at the same time, I'm saying, hey, y'all, like, like, please give me a second. Like, I, I can, I, I know what I can do, but I'm really needing folks. Like, why now the lens is inverted on, like, why is it on me now when we can stay home? When I'm in the space, nothing. But now that I'm away, now it's like, oh, shit, he's not here, so let's start. And it's like, I was like, I don't want to even do that whole thing, right, in my mind. But I get mm-hmm. the call. I get a text like, hey, you know, are you able to talk? I'm like, yeah, I mean, I can talk. I'm thinking it's just a real conversation. But one member was pretty much on mute on the call while the producer, and this is no shade, no, this is what actually happened. Um, was trying to explain that basically they decided to go in a different direction, meaning that I would not be part of it. Here's the grand scope of things. I'm like, cool, it's just the timing of that was not it. And the fact is the meeting happened, and then I guess a legitimate after the meeting that I missed, they called to be like, hey, we just going to, and I'm like, stood in my feelings. I'm like, basically, this hurts my feelings. Cause there's no way around. I'm not gonna cuss. I'm not gonna call nobody out their name. I ain't gonna do none of that shit. But this hurts my feelings because I'm a person that takes things deeply. Because I'm thinking about the times we bonded and all that. And I'm not saying that all that was a lie. I don't know if it was or not. But at the same time, I start thinking: Was there all these conversations happening that we want Kevin out? We just don't know how to say it to him because he's very expressive. He's very 100% himself and all that. And all this stuff. And so my mind was like, I'm already coming from trying to figure out work stuff, not feeling hurt there, not feeling advocated for, and that's the truth. Mm-hmm. And then, like, already hard for me to lean into spaces because I have a legit fear of people's reactivity to me being myself. This was developed even more and more last year. So I'm like, I swear I'm not a victim of this shit, but I'm aware of my traumas and triggers. I talk about traumas and triggers because I know how to pinpoint my traumas and triggers and things like that. So I'm fully aware of myself enough to know this is not good for me, this is not good for me, or whatever. And there are things that I've stood in because I'm like, I want to see what happens because that's how we work sometimes. We want to do this work to see the good things that come out of it. And there are beautiful things that came out of it. But the whole time I am on this podcast being my 100% self, on and off, crying through my feelings, having all these things, right? These very people that's like, you know, we're here for you. <laughs> you know, we love you. Uh, at the same time, and we, we, uh, yeah, we want to go in a different space. And I'm like, how do I even reconcile? And it's like, the first person I thought to call was the, the main producer. I'm like, hey, this is something that we've been planning from, like, we, you, anytime there was a podcast, you wanted me at the table. So I'm going by what you want. I'm like, you want me at the table? I'm like, and anytime I'm down to work with us because I like collaborating. I like networking. I like showing that we can actually come together and do shit. And I was just, it's still about, like I'm a broken record. It's, I still think about that, like, what the fuck happened? And it's like, 
I don't know what to do with that. I came to Birmingham because I was offered a job and I was like, okay, there's a job in the field of working with the community. And I'm like, I remember telling, I think Ram, Ramsey, shout out to Ramsey. Um, like, I want to go to Birmingham and fuck shit up in a good way. I remember telling that to a lot of folks. I remember telling that David Malbert. I'm like, I just want to go to Birmingham and fuck shit up in a good way because I've had this training. I've, I've had the experience being around counter-narrative. I, I, I had my own experience building my own group up. So I had the experience to do the things I need to do. Came to Birmingham and did the damn thing. But at the same time, I was doing it for us. But also realizing, seeing how other people were trying to build things up, and the main thing I kept hearing about was infighting. Infighting. No one wants to see somebody go up, and I'm like, why is this still a thing? Well, and, and and I don't I don't want to interrupt you, Kevin, but I just I just want to pose this question that you made me think of too. Do you think that sometimes we don't have the language? Sometimes, as sure. black gay men, we don't have the language, so we do resort to to those kind of things or shade or all of, you know, the the cattiness of things like you say when you call the main producer where he wasn't able to kind of say it to you in a in a loving way. But oh, everyone expects Kevin to communicate through love. Everyone expects Kevin to be the affirmative. Everyone expects Kevin to do these things. There's like, no, we're not expecting you to do that. But it's like, well, that's what you know for. It is confusing. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of being confused by us. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm tired of being confused mm-hmm. when actions and words are not matching. Yeah. I, I definitely, I definitely. Somebody whose actions and words didn't match. Mm-hmm. I'm to question my own fucking worth. Question all these things because I'm around folks that's like, I'm standing in myself. What mm-hmm. is it about that make motherfuckers so uncomfortable? Mm-hmm. And, I, and once again, I, I don't want to interrupt you. I, definitely, I definitely appreciate you for putting your heart out here and being vulnerable, and I can definitely tell. And I do, I appreciate everything that you are letting us in on that. Like, it's, it's hard. It's going to bring up a lot of things for us. It's going to bring up a lot of those emotions. And I want us as well, too, to feel like this is a vulnerable and safe space. So I appreciate you so much for pouring your heart out and for letting us all know that. Um, I just want to ask as well for you, too, Dennis, as you said, a lot of times you had to go in these spaces and be trade and you had to, you know, agree with a lot of some of those opinions. Like, are there times that you were met with not the best wording, not the best language? Um, within these spaces? Are there ways that you were able to heal through that and and grow? Um, yeah, so like, you know, doing the trade thing and, uh, you know, being presented was, was safe. You know, you can kind of be in that space. People really not going to say it because people desire you. So they're n- not really going to, like, challenge you as, as long as you don't say nothing, like, too off the, off the cuff. Um, I, think, I think the biggest thing to me is... Uh, Bitch, you can say what you want, but you're not gonna say it to my face. So, you know that's just that on that. So if you're not gonna say it, I love a good read. You can read me. You can read me for filth. I will fall out. I love a good read. I'm not a great reader, but if you read me, I will probably fall out. As long as it's intelligent and um, <laughs> this is an intelligent read, I can fall out. But you're not gonna say it to my face. So I'm gonna recover. You know, um, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll bounce. I'll bounce back. Um, mm-hmm. But other than that, it's, it's also been for me knowing that you can be right, 
you can be right on a topic and people just ain't, are not ready for that or it's not or it's not the right audience for that and so deciding deciding when you can say things and what spaces because sometimes it's collective trauma but sometimes it's it's, it's it's collective trauma but then sometimes it's it's uh policing a space sometimes it's just ignorance on a topic and no and being able to know where and and what you're doing in that in that space so it is for me it's about awareness um and if you like if you really got a problem you know i'm from brooklyn run up come on brooklyn marvin <laughs> uh yeah so um the first thing um i want to say um heart to heart even with kevin is what i learned is that just because i was wrong for them doesn't make me wrong mm. you know i wasn't a fit for them it doesn't make me a misfit it just means that, you know, we are a part of community, but we just may not sit at the table, at the same table all the time. And and, and we have to be okay with that. Um, my experience, you know, and I and I share this behind the scenes, and you know, I feel like sharing it today, like I, you know, like until I became a part of the CMP tribe, like I was like searching for my space, like searching for my tribe, searching for likeness. And, you know, I think, we have to be okay with the sex, S-E-C-T, and the and the cliques because it's it's human nature. It's you know it's 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 tribal. Like everybody is not gonna gel and everybody's not gonna you know be like um, close knit. You know, like it's just you know you're just gonna have some variables that you know you're you're not gonna flow the same. And so. Um, allow yourself or we have to allow ourselves to be okay with that and allow ourselves to like keep searching until we find our landing space right where we didn't get that support um we do hit we do get that embrace that then empowers us to go back out and deal with all of those other tribes that we may not be a part of but they are still a part of community um and do it with you know i like to say you know uh, my mantra for as i was born it's just like I, I make adjustments and not announcements right like i don't i don't have to ask for permission um to show up i don't have to ask for permission to, to take up space um because space is free you know and and you just you show up and you be who you are authentically um but to be quite frank right now like my heart breaks um when i when i hear and I, the frustration in Kevin um, that I so closely identify with. Like I've been there when, you know, when I hear Dennis say, man, you know, I've gone into rooms and I've cried. Um, but the thing about it is it's like this whole perception, like this whole reading and this whole cadence and this whole defense mechanism, this whole overtone that people have like based on perception, um, which comes from a lack of confidence in self, I think. Mm -hmm. You know, I've used our statements. Um, so I don't know, Michael, like, you know, even when, you know, before my first time being on, on, on the show, you know, I reached out to you, right? And there was an exchange, like, so yeah, I had a perception of what this would be like, right? Mm -hmm. The perception was opposite. I think um, because you were, you know, very open, you embraced the idea, uh, we talked about it, and, and, and now here, here we are, like, I've, I've just, you know, several shows in. And so 
I think just, and I'll say this and I'll be quiet, I think beyond trying to understand, because I guess we have to have understanding, but beyond trying to control the behaviors of people that are on the outside of us, making sure that we maintain and build and affirm self on the inside, um, like those times when, Michael, you always allude to, I go to therapy. Or Dennis said, well, you know, I have um, Johnny and this tribe of people that I talk to. Um, and so I think that, like, those are the things that we have to need. So what does survival look like? <laughs> like, what, mm -hmm. what is our survival strategy while we're out here working community? What does that look like? Finding your tribe, um, being able to um, do your self-care and become the best you and just being accountable for me. I think the worst thing for me was trying to understand why the hell they didn't like me. But mm -hmm. once I got over that, it was okay. Or why they not accept me or why they don't want me here. It don't matter. I'll just go create my own shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? And then eventually we'll come full circle and I'll land in a space that appreciates all of who I am and all of what I bring to the table. And then it's vice versa. And so I think um, we, we have to take ownership of self and, and our space and, mm -hmm. and not really trying to control what's going on around us, but being able to align ourselves with self. And I know that sounds all good, but... Mm -hmm. I've actually had to work through that. So I'm not saying this because I read it in a book, I heard somebody say it, like this has been my journey and it's been helpful, you know? So that's my, you know, that's my prayer and hopes for other people like myself and like Kevin, like, you know, just know what you're showing up and know how you're showing up and just, you can't, you can't be responsible. Like it'll run you crazy trying to figure out why. Mm -hmm. there's, there's, yeah. there's no real reason. I kind of want to jump on, jump on that because like one thing, that I'm always told SEM is, you know, extend grace to people, you know, that we all, we all weren't mm -hmm. people we were, we are now, you know, yesterday. So, you know, allow people, allow people space to grow into things. And I think for me, you know, at CMP, I do a lot of sex work stuff. So I'm thinking like, you know, sex work movements are taking off. I'm going to come into like this gay space and, and do sex work. And boy, was I wrong. They're like, mm -hmm. they're like, girl, you a prostitute or, you know, you just do porn. And we not really here for that. And it was like it was it was hurtful because I thought like you know this is gonna be a space where we can talk about people gonna be cool. But but you have to extend people grace. People have to learn about these things. People have to have to grow into it. And you know after, after I cried on to Johnny and he was like it's, he was like you know you can't do this work and expect the people like you. And it was like okay, I'm better now. So I just want to leave that there. Uh, it's on my heart to uh, if it's okay to say this. Okay, I just want I just want to say we, we have to just hold space and and before you get into it, just hold space. Just know that we love you, that we care about you, and that and that we got you and it's safe. Okay, because I myself am working on normalizing that it's okay as black men for us to say that we love one another. So I just want to say that to you right now that I do. I love you. I appreciate you. I care on you so much. And I just want to pour into you because I can tell the emotions. It's difficult, um, and it's a lot for you. But but I'll just I'll just let you um, let you say what you have to say. But just in the interest of time as well, just want to give you that heads up uh, too, so we could. Black men feel feelings. It's not mm -hmm. a myth. We feel things, and mm -hmm. we desire and need that room to feel those things. 
it is very important that we feel those things. There's a lot to feel right now. Not just black men, black people are feeling things because mm-hmm. we are uncomfortable. This is not the time for us as a community to be uncomfortable with us feeling feelings based on things we feel, based on how things have impacted us. Because it's trickling down to how we communicate, and our communication ain't that great. So give each other room to feel things. Give each other room for understanding. I know folks are trying to understand me, but y'all words, listen, those who try, y'all listen. The words ain't hidden. It ain't it, Chief. And well, no, and I, and I don't want you to take this away from it, Kevin, as well. And I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to interrupt you again. I definitely apologize. I don't, I don't. One of the one of the things that I can say uh, briefly before we have to wrap up is a lot of a lot of what I'm working through as well is changing my thoughts. So, it, so here's what I want you to here. Here's just what I want you to do in practice before before we wrap this up is that a lot of times I have found myself going into spaces and creating my own narrative in my mind and projecting that onto people. So here's an example. Instead of saying that nobody understands the feelings that you're feeling because you're a very highly sensitive person, as we said, to give people space and grace, maybe you wanna say, hey, I know who I am, I stand in who I am, and maybe I can show people that there's a different narrative um, that I'm giving giving to somebody else. So, I mean, there's a lot of takeaways that we have from these from this episode, gentlemen. I mean, like I say, we we came into this knowing that this was not a conversation that we would have the answers to by the end of one episode. But I think that this is an incredible start um, for us to to take and to continue to take these conversations back to your friend groups, your family groups, your community spaces, all of these rooms that you enter on a daily basis. And I love you as well, Marvin. I love you as well too, Dennis. Like I say before, we have to be able to to be the light sometimes in those moments when we don't feel our best, when we're not at our greatest and we're misunderstood. Like as Kevin shows. So I thank you all for showing your heart to us and as well for everybody for for tuning into this episode. I'm here at Revolutionary Health. Make sure that you check us out on our socials at Counter Narrative, uh, Facebook and Instagram, and Twitter, we're at Building Desire. So like, share, comment, and subscribe. Um, And as always, just be good to yourself.